shock rig to full-on LS powered to buggies on stickies. This is the Total Off-Road Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Mike, and you're listening to episode 205. 205, look alive. I will try. I will try. <laughs> hey, let's kick this thing off with, uh, what are you drinking? Well, currently, I'm, I'm down to two triptych beers. It's a sad state of affairs. Oh, that's a sad state of affairs, yeah. Well, I, I bought these a while ago, actually. I feel like the, last, the one I bought these was like right before we, we podcasted last, which I think was three yeah. or four episodes ago. Mm-hmm. So I have two. The one I'm drinking is a dank meme. Surprise, mm-hmm. surprise. And the one that's left is a King meme, which is a triple IP. And I plan on drinking that when this one's done. So hopefully, yes. <laughs> yeah, you're going you gonna to try to catch up to Steve tonight. This is going to be you guys are not ready. N- there's no way I'm catching up to you on episode 204. I listened to that and it was something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be happy to know that there's less room in my cup to pour in some wild turkey. <laughs> Steve uh, holding a handle of wild turkey. <laughs> Not a fifth. A now, sadly, <laughs> I wonder if we can get Kyle to add in a sound. Um, sadly, we tried this last week and we could not get the gluck, 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 gluck sound, which is why that's why I poured so much. Okay, so to give you an idea, Mike, um, this cup was yeah. down to about here. So right here, this is mm-hmm. where it was at. And when I got done, it was at the top of my index finger. So if you'll take your ring finger, your middle finger, and your index finger, and hold them straight out in front of you together. That is how much I poured into my 20-ounce Yeti tumbler. That's a lot. I'm speculating about six ounces. Yeah, that's four four shots. That's a lot. That's a hefty amount. Four shots and of whiskey. Then, yeah. Of, and then oh, I proceeded to drink it. You didn't pour it back four, in the bottle. You drank it. Four shots of uh, Of this. 101. <laughs> One. Not 80 proof. 101. No. Jesus, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I was a little, uh, kershnorched. You were rowdy. Week. Rowdy. Was it good though? Was it fun to listen to? I thought it was funny. Okay. But I know you. No. I don't know, well, man. Everybody that listens to this podcast <laughs> knows me. Um, so, okay. So let's try this one more again. Let's see if we can fuck this up real good this time. What There's are you fun. drinking, Steve? Is it Wild Tricky 101? Yeah. <laughs> the beers, uh, but I will. I will be good. Okay. I ha- you see how much room I have in this bottle to pour in. That's only about two and a half shots. Um, and on and I think if I remember my etiquette correctly, it is beer before liquor, never sicker. Liquor before beer in the clear. Uh, yeah, I think that that's what we that. used to say to ourselves in high school, but I don't know if that's it holds yeah, true. We'll, we'll run with that. Cause I think last week Derek accused me of li- mixing my liquor into soda like he did in high school. So we are staying consistent with everything here. Liquor first then beer. Got it. Yeah. Uh, I need to turn off noise suppression. <clears throat> now let's... you think it's going to work? <laughs> I, I heard I that. Yeah, see, that's the weird thing. Like you can hear those things, but you can't hear the gluk, 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 gluk. You ready? Um, yes. Oh, I heard, like, the first <laughs> half of it. It was really good. It almost sounded fake. It was so good. It was like, ooh. Like, 
all right, there you go. Okay. See, didn't even pour that much in. No, not uh, not much at all. <laughs> <laughs> Just to the very brim. It's fine. Whatever. Way less than last time. Okay. Well, as long as you don't keep repeating that process, we should be okay. <laughs> he just laughs no I only have one I only have one of these drinks I do okay, have Steve. now if necessary I do have a I don't know third full cup from Jimmy John's here of coke that I could also throw some of that in there if necessary if, you know, if we gotta get there uh, that's what I'm drinking I'm drinking wild turkey in some diet pepsi from my soda stream because that's why you get a soda stream and you're drinking a dank meme now on to the next topic, which is what have you done off-road and what are you going to do off-road? Are you planning any trips? I think we already know the answer on my end is that we're planning to go to Naxcha on the 8th of March, which I think what we'll have one more episode before then. Like Looks right, like it. Yeah, right before then. Um, so that's what I got going on. And I'm thinking, Mike, are you going to come wheeling that weekend? Is your shit even Oh, it is not. And uh, well, I mean, it's as together as it has been. It's Stone has been sitting yeah. outside where I can just look at it from the house. I parked mm-hmm. it somewhere strategically so I can like stare at it and be like, hey, but hey. let me take a look at the calendar. No, not that weekend. That weekend is Elliot's birthday. Really? Yeah, his birthday is on the 10th, that Sunday. Um, but we're okay. going to have people in from out of town, so I probably will not be down to go that weekend because we're celebrating mm-hmm. his birthday on the 9th. Oh, this would is Saturday. You down, would you be down to come to the Badlands to pick up a package? To pick up a package? If you're already going to be there, then why would I do that? What? Pick up a package for me? Yeah, for you. Uh, Maybe. So if I go to Triptych and get you a package... Then you might be willing to come pick it up from the Badlands. Uh, I suppose. Are you going to make me bring it to you Saturday night? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) The thing is, I don't really want to be away when it's his birthday. Okay. I don't want to spend it because that's almost an hour round trip. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't sound like that much, but I don't really want to be like, okay, guys, I'm just going to bail on my son's birthday to go get beer. It seems a little selfish. Come over Saturday morning early before everyone it'd else. Have to be, it'd have to be really early, but mm-hmm. we all know you're not going to be there that early, so it'd be pointless. I, I, the I'm microphone not... cut out. All I could hear was. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I know you, Stephen. Uh... <laughs> so you are not going. What What are you going to do to snow day? Are you going to work on that thing or what? Okay, check it out. So, did you not feel the weather this week? uh, I actually utilized the weather this week earlier. On Sunday, I went out to the shop with my new uh, rolling stairs and my ladder. Oh yeah! And I started organizing the loft. I started. I mean, it's it's not tall enough to stand up in, which is actually kind of funny if you uh, if you I've never stood up there before, but you could tell it wasn't like as tall as a person. Well, maybe Mm -hmm. like a Dustin Speakman, but not like a regular person. So. I got up there and realized that when I'm standing up straight, my neck is level with like the rafters. And so like I just poke my head up through and I can like see all the stuff that people have shoved up there, you know, plumbing and extra siding and just all, oh. all you know, how homeowners do that. They just like shove everything up in the rafters. Are they open rafters? Yeah, they're open and on the cold storage oh. side. Yeah, on the cold storage side. So you could like, yeah. you could see all that stuff from the ground. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I got up there the ladder and I started, you know, putting boxes up there and organizing. And I think I have a plan to where I'll be able to park uh, the big show truck on the cold storage side. I love now, of that. course, the weather's starting to get nicer now. So it doesn't matter that much. But either way. I'm getting to a point. I'm like maybe a third of the way done. It's just it takes a lot of time. Uh, once everything is up there, organized, the other side's good. I'm going to park the show truck on the cold storage side. I'm going to pull snow day in and tear it apart. And uh, start fixing some stuff. So it'll probably be a little while before I go wheeling again. Mm. I know a new steering box isn't going to be cheap. At least in your rig. Yeah, I mean, I'd definitely be down to ride passenger sometime. But yeah, at least in snow day, it's probably going to be a little while. Uh, It's just pissing out fluid. The sector shaft seal is bad. And when you do pretty much anything, it just pours fluid out of it. And as far as I know, it's the original box. It's kind of sloppy anyway, so... I'm just going to yeah. bite the bullet and get a new one rather than trying to fix it. I've had it apart once to, uh, to do the hydro assist. And I tried to replace that seal then, but there was something seized on it that I couldn't remove. And I oh. ended up having to take like the sector, sh- sector shaft out with the, like the big square part of the case with the bolts. Like I had to take it all out as one piece. And for hmm. some reason that meant that I couldn't replace the lower seal. I don't remember why I wanted to. I got the seal, but I just couldn't do it. So Interesting. Womp womp. No big deal. You think you'd go with a redhead box when you go to when you go to the new or get a new one? It sure would be the easiest thing to do. Just one click and not even have to modify it for hydro assist. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Have you known anyone to use one? I do know a couple of people. They like them? Yeah, I think no so. No complaints? Like it, it just mm-hmm. does steering box stuff. I don't expect it to be a miracle or anything, but hasn't hasn't blown up yet now i did get talked into the four turn over the three turn i think it was or three and a half and i wouldn't do that no i'd probably just go stock so yeah. you're saying you yeah. used a, a redhead yeah, string box i have a redhead in mine oh i didn't realize that mm-hmm. oh well then why the heck am i even asking you about if you know anyone that's used one you have one <laughs> Wasn't sure if you were joking or if you'd forgotten. No, I literally did not know that you had one in there. I, I can't keep track of all the mods you've done to your rig. When I blew the steering box out last year, we were out wheeling in the ravine in the creek. And it just like, I was just driving along and all of a sudden it just blew the front of the box out. Oh, wow. Um, I, Something happened. I want to say that the steering was slightly out of adjustment or something. And I think when I turned it all the way to lock... Um, it pushed the, it pushed the pitman arm, the, like the hydro assist pushed the pitman arm past where it should be. And I think when it did that, it broke the front of the, the, uh, box out. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking that's what caused that. Otherwise it didn't make any sense. It literally blew the cap and the, the lock ring and everything just shoved it out of the cast housing. Wow. So I'm like that. That's not just going to happen for no reason. No, that's nuts. Mm-hmm. So, uh. Yeah. Sorry. Getting a phone call as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, bought, I ended up getting a redhead and I uh, sent back my old box as a core and it was all good. I think it cost me like $4.99 or $5.99. Yeah, they're not cheap, but you know, it's not nice t- to... 600 bucks for a brand, you know, it's a fresh rebuilt box. It's much tighter than the last one. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably go that route, even though it is a little expensive. It would be nice to not have to do the mods again. I remember that the, the end cap was easy because you, know, you could just buy a billet machine end cap and just thread your your uh, fitting right into it. But the top, 
I tapped that thing, but man, it took me like four or five times to get it to seal. Like every single time it wanted to leak around the threads. And I don't remember what I eventually did. I think I just tightened the living hell out of it and used a lot of uh, like liquid thread lock or something. But eventually I got it to seal and it's been fine. But I just remember that it was a real pain in the ass to do. Mm. So, yeah, it'd be nice if someone else did that. It's not all that often that you can buy a mod for a yeah. solid axle swap Chevy that's just done. Because, like, you own a Jeep, you can buy anything. It's just done. You mm. don't even have to fabricate anything. Right. But when you have an old Chevy pickup that you decided to solid axle swap, like, not everything. It's not usually just a one-click thing. It's like, you need to right. figure out how to make this happen. It's not bolt-on. So, yeah, I'm excited to decided to get it a little tighter. Get those new leaf springs on there and it should be good to go. Yeah. So you got a steering box and leaf springs and you already have the leaf springs, right? Yeah, I just need to take them apart and take some leaves out. Okay, and then you already have the the shackles. I do. Okay. When was the last time you had the other shackles out? Do we even when care? I, huh? huh? Do I even care about what? <laughs> do we even care about the shackles, the old shackles coming out? Because at, at this point, you're replacing the leaf spring and the shackles. So like, if it doesn't come out, you just cut it with a sawzall and put a new bolt in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. But uh, do you think those bolts will come out? I think that the rear ones will come out. Um, okay. I had them out when I did the solid axle swap. Yeah. Well, I mean, granted, it's been a long time ago now, but. Yeah, but it's all been off. Well, it's been mostly off road. So like. Probably OK. Maybe okay. It's hard to say. I mean, it's been underwater a few times, but mm-hmm. I did use anesthes, I think. That sounds sure. like something I would do. So sure. who knows? But like you said, it doesn't matter. I'm going to throw them in the trash. So that's right. Yeah. They don't come out. Who gives a shit? Do you have new bolts for the for up there? I need to get bolts. That's one thing I need. I need you to get just shackles, right? You didn't buy new hangers. That's right. Just shackles. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Just making sure. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And I really should pull the transfer case out and replace that input seal because it is currently pushing fluid out of the transmission and into the transfer case. Like my transfer case gets overfilled and my transmission gets underfilled with no external leaks. The seal? Must be. I think me and Derek talked about it. (laughs) But the reason I haven't done it yet is because there's no external leak. Like that snow day surprisingly doesn't leak a drop of anything. Well, except for the steering box. And who cares if the transfer case has got a little extra? You just keep on putting it in the transmission and you're good. What I do, actually, is almost exactly that. I I top off the transmission mm-hmm. and then I open the fill plug of the transfer case and let it bleed down until it's level again. Why don't you just open the transfer case fill plug and whatever oh comes God. out of that goes back into the transmission? Better yet, uh-huh. I just take a hose on the fill of the transfer case and I run it to the dipstick tube of the transmission and it self levels magical. It'll work like a charm. There's no problem with that. Hmm. As long as you, as long as you put enough fluid in the tube to make the full circuit, it's fine. Prime the fluid. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. That should be fine. No, I don't have to replace that seal. It would be way easier to set up that apparatus than it would be to just pull a transfer case and replace a single seal. Yeah. I mean, listen, I... Are you still running a 241 in that? Yeah. All right, this is better than a 203. Um, No, man, yeah, I agree. 
hundred percent easier to put the build the tube apparatus than it would be to. I mean, you got to think this is actually pretty easy. Okay, you pull the dipstick out of the transmission. Okay, mm-hmm. that's easy enough. You get a barb fitting, a double barb fitting, um, and you push that into the the rubber grommet for the fill tube. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you just hook a hose to that side, and then you run the hose right around the transfer case. And you get a barb fitting that has threads on it that threads right in. I mean, this is not fucking. We you this can be done in like thirty minutes. It's true. Literally, the hardest part of this job is going to be unbolting the transmission dipstick from the transfer case, or not from the transfer from the from the bell housing. Uh, yeah, you're right. I'm so, so glad that we already got the uh, terrible uh, solutions for easy problems um, <laughs> out of the way. Little, yeah, we don't even of, have to think about order, it. But we got we got to take care of. Who knew? Who knew that we were going to figure that out so quickly? <laughs> uh, the fucked up part is, I'm like, that actually makes sense. <laughs> I just keep. I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, does that actually work though? Or like, there's got to be some reason why that's going to like do some weird hydro locky stuff or something. I don't know. Something bad's going to happen. I'm not seeing it. Might it just put it works. in my filter in just because. I guess I could. Yeah. Just like a little cheapo, like gas filter, like one of those little paper ones, like you put on your lawnmower. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, yeah, with a three eighths. Well, it doesn't have to be a three eighths. Doesn't have to be with a three eighths uh, line or whatever. But yeah, it doesn't leak that fast. It takes yeah. a couple of trips before I have to, you know, fill one and empty the other. Mm-hmm. But that's what happened when we were at uh, in Iowa wheeling, and I was trying to go up that thing, and the truck just wouldn't move. The transmission was just low on fluid. Simple mm-hmm. as can be. So anyway, yeah, I should probably do that. Yeah. Actually, I probably should probably do it at work. I should probably finish all the other stuff, drive to work, and do it on a lift so I can do it in like 20 minutes instead of try to get it out at home. How hard is it to get to the top bolts on that transfer case? It ain't bad. Really? No. So like in, in my Jeep, it's terrible. I have a body lift and I have a pickup truck. Yeah. I have not a body to lift and or something like that. And I have clocked my shit 13 degrees, which made it real difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not a deal. So in and out, it's about an hour. Uh, it's, it's super easy. I should just do it. It's really not a big deal. It's just doing it. You know, it's like, eh, it's not leaking. Should I do it? It's like, eh, I should. I should do it. That's the that's the moral of the story. Yeah. I'll be interested to see. I will be interested to hear about that when you pull the transfer case off and we get to see if because you have a you have a center like um thingy, yeah. Yeah, the thingy. Mm-hmm. It's got one of those. You'll know you'll know the moment you unbolt that transfer case. Because it's gonna be full fluid in between those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Presumably. Probably. Probably. I don't know. I mean, that truck didn't that didn't come with a turbo 400. So there's some sort of adapter to make the 400 for the 241. But I don't know because I didn't do it. I just mm-hmm. I just can say I took the whole thing to a transmission shop because the 400 needed rebuilt. And I was like, can you both rebuild this 400 and adapt it? And he was like, sure, no problem. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't expensive at all. And amen, done. What makes me curious is that my 231 on the front side of that case has a seal around the input. How is that fluid going 
through and through. Beats me. That's, that's the one that's got me curious. I mean, it. It absolutely has to be because of what's happening. Like one gets overfilled and one gets underfilled. The only possibility is that it is coming out of the transmission and getting into the transfer case. But as far as how the seals work between them, I honestly don't know. I have not been in there. I've never pulled that transfer case since it's been installed on the Turbo 400. It has been. Mm -hmm. It's been good. It's been good. Just think all you need is like. 24 inches of rubber hose and a couple of barb fittings and you will never have <laughs> it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. One just overfills, a... one underfills, just loop, loop to loop and call it good. Mm-hmm. I bet it's like you a lazy you, river. Listen, I'm telling you, I'll bet if you measure it, the fill plug on the transfer case is probably about the same level as the transmission pan hole for the dipstick. So it'll just naturally flow downhill into it or like level just, with it or it'll whatever. Just loop. Yeah, it'll just loop to loop. <laughs> when you go down a hill, the transmission will pour into the tube. And then when you go up a hill, the transfer case will pour into the tube. It's like it's this works. It's genius. The only thing you're going to have a little trouble with is when you side hill. Yeah. yeah side hilling might be interesting. And when I you guess, need to check your fluid, that's not that's no longer an option. Yeah, there's no more dipstick, so. Yeah, it's going to be a little tricky. <laughs> can we put like a thing on the dipstick? Can we can you go to the uh, hardware store and buy a brass fitting? That fits the dipstick tube. Yep. And tee the into the dipstick tube. tube. You will just cut the dipstick tube in half, cut out what we need to for the T, put it together, braise it back together. Stick it in. This just Money. keeps getting better. Now, not only can you check your fluid, but it will still do the loop-to-loop when it needs to. It's true. It's pure genius. I would like a photo of this when you're done. Oh, oh everyone will get a photo. Don't worry. I will need it. I'll need it for the patent. Yeah, I was about to say I'm going to patent it, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's hilarious. I love I it. I will need a photo for the patent. Uh, do, we, uh-huh. do we have any housekeeping stuff this week, Steve? How? Probably. But you don't know what it is. No, because the the manager of this fucking place is an asshole. Oh, um, housekeeping. If you didn't join the Patreon last week, what are you doing with your life? Um, no new members on the Patreon. Nobody has left the Patreon in the last thirty days. Well, that's nice. Um, yeah, currently currently sitting at eighty eight members. Love you guys. Uh, and. What else do we need to know? What other housekeeping could there be? Derek was supposed to buy a new microphone, a new uh, boom for his mic, but he has yet to do that. I don't know if he's done that. I haven't heard anything about it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he mentioned it, but he I mean, he's been in a lot of pain lately, so who knows? Yeah. And then myself, my silly self does not um, keep up with my, my inst, my socials for the mm. podcast like i should That's surprising I, I thought that you were like all about the socials yeah but one social takes all of the shit um big shout out to uh that feller that we had on the podcast uh many episodes ago mr mr ultra four jones uh oh kevin jones he bought a yeah. polishing bundle the other day for his uh wife's bronco 
Oh, nice. I believe that's correct. I could be wrong. If I am wrong, let me know. But he definitely bought a polishing bundle for some wheels on a Bronco. I can tell you that much. Pretty cool. Um, yeah. What else is there? Was there other, some other good stuff going on there? I don't. I don't I mean, really know. My like, all in my. Uh, what do you call those? My DMs. My DMs on the Instagrams. So. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what other housekeeping there is. There's probably some other okay. good shit out there, but I don't know what it is. No, it's no big deal. As long as there's nothing to cover, then then we got it. Oh, so ill prepared for this podcast. <laughs> I see. I it. Am. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Um, is that everything? On to the That's topic. As far as I know, the housekeeping is over. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. I feel like I feel like I'm a wreck over here. Not yet. Not that kind of wreck. I'm just like, there's too many things going on all at the same time. Okay. Who is Mike Wolf? Who is Mike Wolf? You know what? Forget about that. Who is Patty Wolf? Patty, much better question. (laughs) Much more interesting (laughs) question. Much more interesting. (laughs) Uh, A research scientist. And a uh, PhD. Let's see. She is a professor at Purdue University in Lafayette, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Well, how else do I describe Patty? Ex roller derby girl, amazing cook, awesome mom. You know, just just a complete badass all around. Agreed. Yeah, that's pretty much how I describe her. All right. So, who's Mike Wolf? Her husband. Perfect. All right. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> tell us, tell us, tell the people about who Mike Wolf is. Uh, and we'll get into some other questions after that, but like, just give me the old rundown here. Who's the basics of the wolf? Let's see. Who am I? I'm a, I'm a master diagnostic Toyota technician. I've been working on Toyotas for 19 years. Uh, I'm still doing it to this day, working at a dealership. Pretty good at it, I'd like to think. Some days. Uh, some days. I mean, obviously, so, just like any job, some days are going to kick your ass. But for the most part, I seem to know pretty well what I'm doing. I uh, have a just about two-year-old son. He'll be two in a couple of weeks. His name's Elliot. He's a, an angel or a devil, whatever. I guess that's most kids their age. Sometimes yeah, he's awful. cute, sometimes he's awful, but you know, whatever. I like that's also most kids. Yeah. And I've already described my wife, Patty. Uh, we've been together for 19 years, I think. That's crazy. As long as I've been a Toyota technician. I, I guess I didn't realize that. I guess that means that when I was 21, I both started dating Patty and became a Toyota technician. So Isn't that's that awesome? easy to remember. Right? Yeah, we haven't been married that long, but we've been uh, dating since we were 21. And we're 40, so yeah. Time flies. It sure does. I feel mm-hmm. like I've known you forever, but I haven't known you as long as a lot of the uh, as a lot of the FSC guys, but it still feels like I've known you forever. Yeah. When did we start hanging out? Was that 2013? It's me. Something like that. Uh, you know, time. Uh-huh. I looked at the notes, like the notes 
for uh, the questions I had asked you on your interview and realized that I didn't know any dates. Like if you asked me when I started wheeling or when I did any stuff to my truck, I would have told you I don't have a fucking clue. So I actually went back and looked at my photos and I figured out a few dates. Not a lot, but at least a few key moments. Uh, so That's one good. of them is actually kind of funny, but we'll get to that later. Right um, about uh, you know, when I did some off road things. Right. Like you just knew that's the thing. It's like we just asked Steve's like, oh, yeah, on uh, March 17th of 2016, I was doing this here. I'm like, well, how does anybody know that, dude? Like, I don't, know. Just did. I don't have a clue. Like, just I couldn't even dates. give you a ballpark. Like, if you asked me, like, in what, like, three year period did you start wheeling? I would have been like, I, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> just saw sometime a long time ago. I don't know. Is that an alcohol thing? Maybe I do. Uh, I do enjoy it. That's another thing to know about me. I like beer a lot. That's why he's called beer, beer. Yeah, big fan, big fan. I actually <laughs> asked my wife uh, a few minutes ago to grab me another beer because she said if I texted her that she would bring me one upstairs. That's and she awesome. hasn't yet. I, I think she's probably not looking at her punch by watching TV or something. So if she doesn't come up here soon, I we'll have to go grab another beer because I am empty. Yep. So yeah, I don't know what else to describe me. Um, I love RC cars. I'm sitting in a room. Mm. It's full of them. Uh, if you've listened to the there. podcast, you probably know <laughs> yeah. that. But they're, it, it's not full. But I mean, there's like a room. almost 40 RC trucks in this room. Mm-hmm. There's still room. I have a couple of the, a couple shelves out in the shop. I need to do yeah. something with. So, yeah, there's still room. We can expand. We have It'll time. It'll be fine. Be fine. Absolutely. Start uh, putting them all over the house. <laughs> uh, OK, so is that Mike in a nutshell? That's kind of me in a nutshell. Is the let's see. Okay, yeah, okay. I just want to make sure some of the other questions that might have been in that are also on here. Okay. So why are you podcasting? I'm podcasting because I wanted to hang out with my buddies Steve and Ian all the time. But then COVID hit and I didn't get to. But then that COVID that was it was it was not the best. Um, but then COVID ended. Of course, it didn't end and it's still going going right now. But for some reason, we decided the world was open again. And so mm-hmm. I started hanging out and podcasting. I think that's kind of how it went. I was always hanging out, but I wasn't really on the podcast. I was more or less just like hanging out in the background. And then um, again, we pushed I, like you came in. Yeah, I don't remember. Did I start podcasting just with you guys until the moment this that Ian wanted to leave and then I became like a full-time host. Is that how that went? Yeah, like you were the you were beer mic. That's right. I got brought on, on as beer mic. Yeah. You were on many episodes, but you were not on necessarily every episode, but many. That makes sense. And then um as we got further down the line and COVID got dismissed, um we got to go back to its home where it belongs. Um you were more and more there. And then around episode 100, obviously when Ian got out, it was like, you were like, well, you're bringing it to the shop, which is four minutes from the house. So just makes sense. Yeah. And then that's when, yeah, you, you know, yeah, you became full-time co-host, not just beer Mike co-host. Right. I became yeah. important to I guess so. Not that you were any less <laughs> important. I was like, just messing you, around anyway. It's it's messed up because like you were there when we did the the pilot that was never aired in the garage. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because I remember because I was using a road like a road mic, um, like a 
uh, I don't even know what the, like a, wasn't a pod mic. What the hell was it? It was a road mic mini or something like that for a camera. Um, but I had it hooked up to my phone and we had it in the garage with us. And, uh, I just remember like when I went to edit it, the microphone loved your voice. You could hear you crystal clear. And, but my, but Ian and I were like less clear. I don't know if it's because you were sitting like directly in front of the microphone in terms of like where it was aimed. And then Ian and I were off to the sides kind of, but either way, um, yeah, I just remember that vividly that you were there for the pilot episode and you were talking on that episode and then you were not there for the first three. Were you there for Derek's episode? I feel like you were in the room. Episode I don't know. Three. I think so. Were there were there a bunch of us in there? There was at least four of us. I feel like there was there was one time it was like after a meet or something, and there was like a ton that, of dudes in there. Like that's the episode. That was the episode where we had to go in and cut it out because Derek got so rowdy. That's the one I was thinking of. Is that yeah. not the episode you're referring to? No, that was like many episodes later. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember what episode, like nine or maybe further down the line than that even. So bad that, that we actually were, cut things was out. That, was that the same the same weekend that Shane was up there and we had the like, <laughs> we had to record two episodes because the first one had like, had like arson in it or something. <laughs> it was wild. Even Ian was like, nope, can't, we got to do a different one. I was like, that one was good. That's hilarious. <laughs> Probably. I mean, no one's Shane. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I'm still podcasting. Looking. Even even now, even though I'm in another state, another time zone, I'm still doing it. Still podcasting. So that's why you're podcasting, because you want to hang out with some friends. And then, hey, friend. Hey, it's my uh, wife. Had Ty just walked in the room. Is she whispering? Why would she whisper? Say hello. You don't have to whisper. You can just say hi. Hello. <laughs> don't, don't be a weirdo, oh. wife. Okay. Thank you for the beer. I love you. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay. So that is why you are podcasting. And next question is when that Mike doesn't know or and and or why did you start off-roading? I guess it's and when, when and why did you start off-roading? Michael? So it all kind of started with Full Size Chevy. So we were on this website, fullsizechevy.com, back in the forum days. Uh, this was probably, you know, I don't know, early 2010s. And yeah. that's when the forums were hot. Yeah, and, and a bunch of guys wanted to get together. Um, and so we just decided to meet at a parking lot in champagne it was a big meet um i don't know there must have been like 15 20 ish trucks i mean it was a lot of guys that obviously everybody that was into full-size chevys really wanted to make some full-size chevy truck friends and so we all met up we lined up we you know just shot the shit we went and got some food just ended up actually a lot of us ended up being you know really good friends and are still friends to this day um so the forums you know made all that happen that was pretty awesome and I don't remember who said it. It probably was Derek. Although I can't remember if Derek was at the first meet. Oh. But, but Derek had met, I think, I think he just talked about this recently, about how he'd met TD and Bob. And those were full set Chevy guys. 
and they went wheeling at the balance and he'd gone wheeling with them and he got the you know he got the bug so i don't remember if we started hanging out with Derek, and then we all decided to go off-road but a bunch of us just had full-size chevys and apparently none of them were that nice uh, because we decided to take them off-road and so i have it written down here as far as i can tell looking back at my photos march 20th 2010 I took Snow Day to the Badlands for the first time, and I had 36s. Uh, it was a body lift and a crank, and I had put 36s on stock new body style chrome steel wheels. So they were they were like a 36-1250 TSL radial, and uh, it did really well, actually. Um, and I think everybody kind of thought that, too. We were all there in our IFS pickups, mostly OBSs, and we were just, you know going around the badlands like hey we can actually like do stuff with these trucks what do you know because you know the first time you off-road yeah like wow i can do anything that's not just drive on flat ground you're like you know everything's kind of astonishing so uh some of the full session yeah some of the guys wanted to go and we did it and then we just kind of kept doing it until eventually we all started uh either petering out and getting out of it or building bigger and better rigs Except you. You just kept wheeling the same thing. Exactly as it was from the day you started. Exactly as it was. Yep, I never upgraded it. It had 36s and now it has 38s. Nope, That's all I changed. It still has 36s. <laughs> <laughs> it had the same thing. It had a front diff and two axle shafts. Mm-hmm. Unit bearings. Unit bearings. <laughs> kind of miss unit bearings. Aim into that. <laughs> Every time you want to do something, it's like this like half hour process, like carefully setting parts aside to like get mm-hmm. anything out. <laughs> Speaking of which, if you ever have to disassemble a front hub, you should check out toolboxwidget.com and get a grip mat because it'll make your life a lot better because you can stay organized. Get the trio. It's worth it. Ask our producer, Kyle Meng. He loves them. King meme. Sorry, Dude, Mike's holding up a can of King meme for those of you who can't see him. The spear is so good. We should really start like recording this and putting it on the internet. Probably. Yeah. Okay, so that is when you started wheeling. What is your trail rig? You've alluded to it many times. Why don't you give us an actual rundown on what the snow day is? I probably should have wrote this down. I'm going to do my best. Hey. I do know the truck pretty well, but I'm going to probably forget a thing or two. So snow day is... The original truck I started wheeling with uh, back in 2010, I still have it. Uh, it's gone through many iterations of, of what it is, but it started as a you know bone stock IFS pickup uh, with a snow plow. I plowed for a couple seasons. I got sick of that. Uh, went off-roading with the plow mount still installed. That, of course, just turns into a shovel and stops you in your tracks all the time. Cut that off, sold the plow. Uh, the fun fact bought an engagement ring with that money. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Sold the plan, bought an engagement ring and, uh, wheeled it a little bit like that. Still not happy. And then in 2013, I decided to solid axle swap it. Ian had a 79 high pinion Ford, uh, Dana 44 out of an F250 in his garage. He sold it to me for what I thought was a pretty good deal. And so uh, so the process started 
I did it uh, back when I lived in Urbana, Illinois at my shop. It took a long time. You know, like most projects do like that. I mean, it sat for a long time. It wasn't that it took a long time. It was like once we cut the suspension out, I just kind of go out there and look at it and go, "Eh," you know, and then eventually it eventually it all came together. You guys cut the front suspension out. And then it sat while you were trying to figure out what you were going to do with putting the springs under it. Just gathering parts like I didn't have everything. It wasn't like a like a Derek situation where he was like, I'm going to do an SAS on a weekend. And he was like fully prepared at everything he needed. Like, let's go. I was like, let's just cut it out and see what happens. Mm, Okay. Oh, I should get an axle. Oh, I should probably like get some knuckles. Oh, I have to have this knuckle machine. Oh, I should probably figure out steering. What do I want? Order up some steering. (laughs) Build all the parts. I didn't have a welder at the time. That's Uh kind of a problem. So I had to. I think Derek brought his welder over and his skill because at the time I didn't know how to weld either. So this uh, one Derek, you still lived in campaign. Yeah, still in, in Urbana's before I had bought the welder. Yeah. Uh, I have since bought a welder, but in 2014 I did not have one. So, yep. The first time that I drove it, solid axle swapped. As far as I can tell from my photos, is June 1st, 2014. I drove it out of the shop under its own power on a solid front axle. And hmm. I had bought some used 38s on the internet, probably marketplace or something. They were like, I don't know, quarter tread on some steel 16.5 wheels. They're, they're pretty junky, but who cares, right? They did the trick. And, uh, and so anyway, snow day. I'll give you the rundown on snow day. Now, snow day is an extended cab, short bed, 1994 Chevy K1500 Sierra GT. So it's a luxury pickup truck, luxury wheeler. It has a power driver's seat. That's how luxurious I'm talking. Luxury. Exactly. I got the, the power windows, power locks. It came with an equalizer. Of course, I took it out and installed a different stereo. <laughs> uh, since solid axle swapping it, I have cut the about, I don't know, somewhere between a foot and two feet off the rear of the frame. And build a custom flatbed. That was my first big project I did when I bought the welder. I completely from scratch built a flatbed with compartments. And it's a it's a sight to see. If you guys haven't seen it's, it, check it out. I like that flatbed. Like you did a really good job on that. Yeah, it was just a vision in my mind. And I kind of like drew it out in paper and mm-hmm. did some measuring. And with no prior <clears throat> skill or fabrication experience, I just went to a used steel scrapyard, built the trailer and came home and just started with nothing but an angle grinder and a welder built an entire flatbed and some cardboard aided design, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, the flatbed ended up being really nice. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. Bray elaborated on it. Oh yeah. Since, since then it is, uh, Oh, actually Ian built the front bumper. I'll give credit where credit's due. Uh, yeah, he built a front bumper. He just had some scrap steel laying around and I was like, I don't know, just built something. I don't really care what it looks like. And he did. <laughs> it ended up being pretty nice looking uh, eventually cut a hole in it and put a fair lead and mounted a winch and uh, most recently hmm. Limitless Fabrication built a roll cage for it so when and, you when you built the front when Ian built the front bumper it was not intended for a winch no it wasn't oh I didn't think about that yeah it just so happened did to you, did you figure that out for your RCX I have a, what is my winch? It's not an RCX. Uh, it's oh, a, I can't think of what the kind of winch it is now. It's not it's a mile pretty, marker. 
Smittyville. That's it. Smittyville. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a Smittyville, not an RCX. Not a. Not okay. It's a Smittyville, but what's it's the? It's an X two O. That's it. X two O. I'm sorry, I mixed those up. It was like at the time the nicest Smittyville is the one that had a synthetic like, rope and yep. was fast and. It was, and yeah, I think it's still a nice winch. Um, that's interesting. I don't think that I realized that or like remembered that that was a thing that pre Smitty built, you just didn't have a winch up front. That's right. Yeah. It just so wow. happened that with the body lift, I was able to set the winch on the front spring hanger and very carefully cut out the lower, <laughs> the lower, uh, fan shroud to fit the what is it called like the relay box or whatever it is the you know the thing that's on the winch that all winches mm-hmm. have to have the thing, the thing yeah, the whatever thing, that thing yeah. is mm-hmm. so the it thing fit control box yeah the control box exactly um so yeah it just barely fits in there and uh there's a spot between the bumper and the body that you can reach in and grab the thing to you know let it free spool and not cut your hand with the fan running it looks like, like you look in there and you see the fan and you're like, ooh, I'm going to slice my fingers off. But you're actually like a foot away from it. It just, you know, it looks menacing, but it's not. But it's not. Yeah. So, yeah, it's got a winch, custom bumper, custom flatbed. Actually, it doesn't have any sort of rear bumper, which is kind of an issue because sometimes I run into shit and it kind of like tweaks the flatbed boxes because it has drawers that open. Not drawers, but like a cabinet style doors that open. And if you hit mm-hmm. something on it, then they stop working and I have to like form them back into shape and reweld them. I've had to do that many times. I should probably figure out a better solution to that, but I haven't yet. <laughs> uh, what else to describe it? It's a stock TBI 350, not the engine out of the truck. I blew that one up. I stole this one out of my 91. Uh, it runs way better. Yeah, it has less miles on it. It's just a, it's an engine that's run, a, had a less hard life, basically. Yeah, uh, turbo 400 NP241 14 volt full floater in the back, and obviously a high pinion 44 in the front, which is going to get replaced with a 60, which is going to get replaced. I have a 7960 in the shop. I really well built 60 uh, that my buddy Groey sold me. Oh my god! Quick side tangent. <laughs> I Dude. didn't realize the level to which Groey was cutting up that truck. No. Until he posted pictures. Dude, I went to his house and saw it, not as it is now, but before. And it was still yeah. a full cab. Full cab. Oh, it was. And he was like, oh, it yeah, is. I'm just. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to leave the cab and stuff. And, you know, I just yeah, got to figure out. I'm going to like the fenders. And, and then, tube doors, but a full cage throughout. Exactly. I'm thinking, like, okay, truggy, full yeah. cab truggy. And then all of a sudden he posts a picture and he XJ truggied it. He, he juggied it. All that is left is the floor pan and the, the firewall. firewall. That's it. Like, holy shit. Yeah, he, he went off the deep pictures, end. I was like, oh, oh no. Mike, when we said less research, more, more sawzall, less research, you took it literal. Yeah. Not that it doesn't look cool. I can't wait to see it out on trail. But that fucker is, it is no longer a Four Seasons rig. No. Not without Carhartts and a heated Milwaukee jacket. I was very surprised also because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, well, yeah, but you got to have like heat and AC and stuff. You're bringing your kids with you. This whole point of doing it with a quad cab truck. Nope. Mike was like, you remember that wall I was trying to get up when my transfer case went gonzo? (laughs) Like he's going up that wall. 
That is the new goal. Uh, apparently so. Yeah. When he took the roof off, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't. OK, so that's a side tangent. Growy. Whoa. Um, cool. But that that caught me off guard. Yeah, I was uh, shocked. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, OK, back to uh, you're going to put a 60 in it at some point. And that is your wheeling rig. Is that is that a wrap on that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've built the 44 pretty well and it's been pretty reliable, despite the fact that it's under a full size truck on 38s. Um, it just kind of keeps no working. Well, and four tens. And yeah, it has four tens and it doesn't really have any power. So that's probably the reason mm-hmm. that it's holding up. Um, so I haven't been in a super big hurry to do the 60, um, but it won't be a hard swap. The hardest part will be uh, gearing and figuring out steering, probably, because I'm going to have to redo like he had a high steer setup on it. Don't think it'll work with my frame. So I'll have to redo a few things, but I don't think it'll be the, the biggest deal. <laughs> Just time and money. It is. It's time and money. And you're not in a big hurry. I like how methodical you are about stuff. You take your time when you're building something. You're not in a real rush to get things done. For the, and I'm not saying like, like you're lazy or like that. It's just like you don't rush through it um, and like push against the wall to get shit done. You're like, it'll get done when it gets done. Here's, yeah, here's that's, the plan. And I know when. That's just my yeah. mindset. I, I'm never, yeah. I, I hate being in a hurry. I like yeah. being just being in a hurry in general, like it, it stresses me out. Mm-hmm. So when someone's like deadline, deadline, I'm like, no, nope, none of that. <laughs> like you, you can be all excited about it and like jumping up and down. And I'm just going to sit over here and kick my feet up and drink my beer and say, no, thanks. <laughs> keep working at the same pace. I've been working. <laughs> yeah, I'll just get it done when it gets done. It's just like anything, you know, sometimes the fun part is the process. And so if get, hurrying up and getting it done, a, you're probably going to make mistakes because you're moving too fast and mm-hmm. be it's stressful. So, you know, just get it done when you get it done. I like, like, I don't necessarily like deadlines, but like I work much more efficient and more focused under a very sharp deadline. Okay. Yeah. So don't drop shit off and say, Hey man, whenever you get time, it's not, it's not ideal. That was my mistake. That is everyone's mistake. So. If you're trying to get your shit done before 18 months, do not drop it off to me and say, when you get it done, hey, I need these parts like yesterday. And I need, I need those parts yesterday, Steve. There. See, that's a much better. See, now tomorrow or, or tonight when I get done podcast, I'm like, mm, Mike needs those. Yes, I'm going I'm to make sure that Nicole can ship those out tomorrow. <laughs> Perfect. And is See, that all it took? Now you're learning. <laughs> I learned, I learned something today. Okay. Yep. It's all about deadlines. Like I will get done podcasting here. And regardless of how I feel when we get done with the Patreon, I will put my dirty clothes back on and I will haul my ass back out to the shop and finish this trailer because I know in the morning there will be a boat here waiting to be backed in that bay. And there's currently a trailer in the way. I get and, you. I will work, and I'll work until three, four o'clock in the morning to get that fucking trailer done. And then I will pull that fucker out and I will be back here at eight o'clock tomorrow morning to make sure I'm here for when Fred shows up with his boat. Deadlines work for you, man. Deadlines. When it's a wall, it works. Makes sense. Okay. That's my tangent. Okay. Is that. Okay. Michael, what other rigs do you own? a few trucks i daily drive 
2008 GMC Sierra. It's red extended cab short bed. It's lowered 3.5 on stock wheels, stock size tires. Uh, it's got uh, helper bags in the back uh, with an axle flip. I bought a kit made just for an axle flip. Had to modify it a little bit because I didn't really want to go like seven inches a drop. That's too low for a daily. So I just uh, fabricated some spacers and uh, it does pretty good towing around, uh, you know, around nine ish thousand pounds. There's not really much else to tell about that truck. Oh, I guess I've had it mostly repainted. I've had it like 70% repainted. So it's really pretty. Uh, color match the tailgate handle. Steve's brother shaved the implements <laughs> on the topper for me when I had it repainted. Oh, yeah. And like little like indents for the leer. And I had him like fiberglass over that. So it's smooth now. And I'm thinking when I have the roof painted, I'm probably going to shave the OnStar antenna. Because that'd be kind of a subtle touch, too. Like, nobody would expect it. They're like, why does this truck look so clean? Because it doesn't have something it should from the factory. Like, I'm not going to shave door handles and tailgate handles and stuff. It's a daily, but definitely daily. Gonna shave the small stuff. Like, Here's the thing. Uh, we had a buddy that shaved the back of his trailblazer. He shaved the... It had... You know, the trailblazer tailgate had uh, like an insert for the... I don't think it was backup lights, but the, the license plate and whatever else back there. Okay? Yeah. Shaved that, put in a, a box for the for the license plate. Mm-hmm. Um and it was too plain. Oh, really? Well, there's no body line back there. And so once you oh, took that yeah. out, there was just nothing except for a flat panel and a box. And I was like, that is too plain. That there needed to be something else there like it needed it it almost needed that shit there to have character i know um, what you're saying so, yeah I, and so I, like when you talk about shaving something like a tailgate handle on that like maybe a tailgate wouldn't handle wouldn't make that big difference and like but if you shave the handles on the side of your 08 like those doors don't have a body line they're just like you know there's one big sweeping panel yeah i don't think it would look good I just wouldn't want to do it anyway. Yeah. Just because and, like okay, winter, right? Terrible. Yeah. Well, you don't like touching paint anyway. And without door handles, there's absolutely no way to not touch paint. Yeah. You gotta um, do something. Yeah. And so like, there's, I feel like there's a certain time and a place and that ain't it. It's weird though. Cause well, think about an OBS tailgate. Yeah. There's a tiny body line in it. Well, I guess there's a couple, yeah, well, but, actually, but, but it the, looks so good shaped because the handle is already flush. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So the tailgate was built with the intention of that handle being flush anyway. And so when you delete the handle, it just cleans it up. Valid point, which is probably yeah. why they look good with shaved doors, too. Right. Because it yeah. just kind of makes it clean. Um, yeah. And where I feel like uh, on like the 08, the new new bodies, uh, you have a indent behind the door handle that gives you a little bit of something there. Other yep. than that, there's no body lines. Is there any body line at the top of the door? There's not. No. I feel like there's not. I feel like it's literally just flat top to bottom. Kind of crazy, isn't it? It's got a curve. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I mean, it's got like and, some like stuff for the fenders, like kind of look mm-hmm. like they have like a little line going there. But yeah. And if you had if you had uh if it was body dropped on 24s and it was like really like really wild and you shaved it, I'm like, okay, okay. I can see that. That's fine. Yeah. But it's kind of like when you shave the mirrors on an S10. It's like, um, 
I see where you were going, but. <laughs> oh, I yeah, I feel you. Sometimes you go a little yeah. bit overboard, especially yeah. like you said on something that's not that custom. It's like almost too much. Yeah, yeah. Shave doors on a daily. You'd be like, something's off. That truck, something's off. You know, there was a guy in Urbana that I don't know if he was a body guy or something, but he had a shaved tailgate on a that same body stock in 07 to 13 Chevy. Uh-huh. And it just didn't look right. Like, I don't know. Every time I saw it, I was like, I should like this. I love shaved tailgates. <laughs> and I was just like, every time I was like, Ugh, like, I don't know, man, something's not working for me. This is something off. Yeah. So I just I'm had mine color telling. matched and that seems to work. It still, it looks Perfect. good and it's not too much. Plus, I'm a big proponent of shaving tailgates. I've had many trucks with shaved tailgates. And one time I had a load of mulch in the back of the Duramax, which had a shaved tailgate. I got home and realized I couldn't open my tailgate to get the mulch out. I had oh. to like literally like shovel mulch out of the way to like get my hand in there. And then when I finally did open it, it was like a disaster. And I was just like, oh my God, why did I shave this tailgate? Oof. Plus it filled my tailgate full of mulch. Also shitty. Yeah, there was just a lot of reasons not to. And then I said, you know what? No more, no more dailies with shaved tailgates. That's but speaking of shaved tailgates, mm-hmm. the two trucks that we haven't talked about yet both have ah, shaved tailgates. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly where we're going here. Both have shaved. Hey, but both have shaved tailgates. The two trucks we haven't talked about. We we talked about Snow Day and we've talked about yeah. my daily. Right. I have two other trucks. Oh, yeah. And they both have shaved tailgates. So I have a it's really the rest of the vehicles. A really pretty uh or it used to be pretty. It's got some issues. We won't talk about them. Uh 1991 uh, standard cab long bed Chevy C1500. It's lower 2.4 on billet 20s that Steve <laughs> polished. King forgot about the 91. <laughs> you forgot about the 91? Wow. Wow, Steve. You like every piece of billet on that you polished yourself and you don't even remember the truck. <laughs> wow. You're like the wow. other two trucks we haven't talked about. I'm like, oh, the 08 and the 94. <laughs> and then you're like, the it's lower 2.4. I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> wow. Impressive, man. I only man. talk about it on every episode because of that damn six liter swap I'm never gonna do. I'm sorry, go back to go back to talking about what the 91 is. <laughs> it's a beautiful truck. It's a a a beautiful, like I don't know, it it's it's a very sport truck. You know, it's not like slammed, but it's not stock. It's got a really uh nice stance. Uh everything's color matched, shaved antenna, shaved tailgate. Uh, it's got an offset license plate front bumper where like the boxes like fringed into it. It's pretty neat. Uh, I did not build this truck. I helped build this truck. Uh, like uh, the suspension, wheels, tires, like a, a lot of the things that are done to it. I was there for, but it was not my build. It was my buddy Corey's build. Uh, still a very very dear friend of mine. Uh, he finish. Yeah, I hung out with him a few weeks ago. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, it's been very long at all. Steve was there. We so anyway, and we drank beers. Yeah, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Well, Corey had built this truck and it was very pretty. And he I think that he thought the transmission was going out, which it turned out it was. Um, but anyway, yeah. he parked it in a friend's garage and it sat there for like seven or eight years, like a ridiculous amount of time. And it had a fresh paint job on it. It was really beautiful. And uh I just asked him one day, I just sold my Duramax and I was like, I just need something to drive. And I was like, Hey, do you want to sell me that truck? And you know, we, you know, talked about it for a while and did some numbers and eventually I bought it from him. Are you 
it was the Duramax that you sold? Yeah, I sold the Duramax and I ended up okay. buying the 91 off Corey. Why did I think it was the 90, the, the, not, the 99? That's when I bought the 08. Interesting. Yeah. Which made way more sense. Dude, I still love that. Every single day I drive that truck and I'm just like, how I, much I love it. Where, where did you sell the 99 to? I traded it. I sold it to a dealership. The dealership that I bought the 08 I at. am. I am. Is there any identifiers on that that I can identify? Is it just the PYOs with the red stripe? It has a 454 SS interior. That would be the identifier because it's probably the only one in existence. It's gonna be, I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to catch that guy and tell him to fucking sit still for a second. There is I'm 90 percent sure that your diesel is back in this area and I see it really? probably every other day. Does it have okay? Well, powder coated PYOs would be the it giveaway, has obviously. Black PYOs. Okay, black PYOs. Yep. Um, and it's a I'm red, trying to think of this. And I'm fairly certain it's a diesel. It, it rust free. Uh, you couldn't tell if it was a 65 other than hearing it. has obviously the diesel yeah. bumper. Um, it did it have a diesel bumper? Yeah. 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 Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. You didn't change. You it never had changed airbags on it. You never changed you, the mirrors. I put factory mirrors back on it. Back on it. That's right. It had Dumbo's on it. Yeah, those terrible like oval <laughs> mirrors. Ugh. The worst like aftermarket mirror for an OBS. Yeah. It was like a Ford. No, it wasn't a Ford. It was like a an 0102 step side extend a mirror. It's terrible. They're just know. very, Whatever very ugly. They weren't rectangle. Anyway. They were like oval or egg shaped or something, <laughs> but they, they were really yes. bad. But the interior is the giveaway. Now, granted, I had the windows tended, so it'd be hard to tell. But if it okay, has 454 SS buckets and console and carpet, okay, then I, I mean that's to, that's the truck because nobody honestly, was going to go through that trouble. Honestly, next time I see it, I'm going to do my very best to see if there's a red stripe on the PYOs. That's, that's true. That would giveaway. be a giveaway too. That's the dead giveaway. Um, I, I can't remember if the center caps it. were PYO center caps or if I did something else. Oh, if you went back old school with them and went back to the old. They might have been OBS center caps. Ooh. I can't remember now. It's been a long time. I could, I guess I could look at my old photos and see if I can find a photo of that truck. All right. We need to get scooting here. We got some more things. Okay. The 91. The 91. Yeah, it's. It's in the process of getting a Gen 4 6 liter. Um, the engine is mostly built. I just don't have time to do anything. I was like moving and shaking. Then I had a kid and now I'm not doing that. So anyway, that truck's on the back burner. It's just hanging out in the shop. Bed full of parts. Doghouse off. Engine on the stand. Lots of fun. And finally. My baby. I have a 1994 standard cab long bed. Uh, it's been called lots of things uh probably most recently show day i like to call it just the chevy um but it's a it's lifted six inches uh suspension three inch body sitting on 20 inch what are those things mickey thompson classic big rigs which are a 10 lug wheel and it's powder got coated f- black. powder coated black and it's got his friend to polish them nope no polish parts this truck's black and blue no polish and Nothing. it's got 41 inch military tires. Sorry, yes. Steve. Are they and it's Pirelli? Got, yeah, the Pirelli, Pirelli Pista PS22, like a 335, 80, 20 or something. Weird tire. Yeah, weird tire, but you know, they do the trick. They ride smooth down the road. It's got <laughs> they, a. They work on that truck. 
Yeah, it looks good. It's got a roll bar, obviously a show bar, uh, custom front and rear bumpers. I built the rear one. The front one was uh, a Kennesaw Mountain Accessories. That company has changed names a few times. The truck is actually on their website, whatever it's called now. I don't even know what it's called. But uh, if you look at the picture of their Wincher front bumper, I'm pretty sure that it's like the the front shot for an OBS. They stole it. They didn't ask me, but it's fine. I'm cool with it. But yeah, it's just a really oh, big yeah. toy. It's a really big toy. It's just a lot it of fun. I take it to the Jamboree. What about the rear license plate? Uh, the rear license plate is on a Toyota Blendor servo, and it, it operates from a switch under the dash and like flips up and down. It's kind of neat. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite features. I built that. And the, the drop, quote-unquote, hitch. Oh, the drop hitch. Corey, <laughs> the guy that I bought the 91 from, actually built that for me. It's like a 25-inch drop hitch. And it's made of uh, like a half inch plate steel, like welded to a two inch bike bar stock. And he machined some holes into it to attach like a pencil hitch to. And yeah. we put a tractor tie rod on it to make it look like it has support. But really, it's like a couple tack welds to the frame and it doesn't do anything. But it's a show truck. It's not made to tow anything. It's just made to look yeah. cool. If you needed to move the garden uh, trailer around the yard, you could. You could move a trailer with it. You just probably wouldn't want to tow anything heavy. Yeah. Now, if I supported it, like if I actually built legit supports for it, I think it could Mm -hmm. tow like basically anything. Because obviously, I mean, the damn thing probably weighs like 70 pounds because half inch plate, you know, (laughs) and it's Mm -hmm. very long. Yep. Um, Okay, it's a cool truck. It's got a lot. It has so many things done to it that I could not possibly describe to you. Are there on this podcast? Are there any pictures of the 94 on your Instagram? There are a couple, I think. Okay. Yeah. I think you need to like on your Instagram, you need to put a couple photos of each of your vehicles at some point over the next year or so. Just kind of like sprinkle them in with the RC stuff. I feel like the only truck that's not on there is maybe the 91 only because it hasn't been finished in so long. It's just been like a, you know, go to the basket case. Go to the FSC Midwest page on Facebook. And rip that picture that uh, either I or was it Devin? Not Kelly, not Devin. What was his name? Oh, um, yeah. His name was like Devin Standish or something, wasn't it? Yeah, Devin Standish. Ah, good job, buddy. Uh, yeah. Go uh, rip that, that picture that one of us took of that thing. There's a really, I think it was me. There's a really pretty picture of the 91 fresh polished wheels, paint dripping. On the Facebook extra, page? Extra edited. It should be. It's somewhere on there. It's definitely online. I don't know where you would find it, but you're welcome <laughs> to try to find it for me if you want. Oh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll look for it, I guess. Let's go. That's it, baby. That's it. Did you hear the ka I heard the ka I don't know if that means uh, everybody heard it, but oh. I heard it. Ladies and gentlemen, come on, refresh. Don't be a dick. Come on. It won't refresh for my mic. It's making me, it's going to make me angry. Sorry. Not only did we just hit our daily goal, but ladies and gentlemen, right here, live on the podcast, we just hit our monthly goal. Nice. If it updates. Oh, and it's the last day of the month, so it's probably good that you did that. You hit your goal on the last day of the month. Oh, it's tomorrow. Is there another day of this month? I thought this. Yeah. I thought that was it. Oh, there's a 29th this, this year. This year's a leap year. I didn't even know. 
I'm looking at all of the media on that page and I'm not seeing it. I, I believe you that's on here, but like, um, I don't even know how you would search Steve Summers. On the FSC oh God, there's page. a picture of little baby Derek on here. <laughs> so cute. There's probably a picture of little baby everybody on there. Yeah, probably. From who even is years, this guy? Oh my god. Who, who is this? What is this? Sorry. I'm just I'm I'm doom scrolling. I'm I should stop. There's just some weird stuff, that's all. You'll see it. You'll see it eventually. Anyway, yeah, so that's all my trucks. I've got a bunch of trucks that are all on my Instagram page, except for apparently not the 91. Uh, but I have a good photo of it when it was in its prime that I could post up there. I probably should do that. And maybe yeah. I will. Yeah. Are, do you have any do you have a paint code for that truck? Oh, that color is not a real color. <sighs> yeah. It, it was supposed uh, to be blue granite metallic and it just is not. Uh, because I've seen it parked next to not even close. I've seen it parked next to a blue granite metallic truck and they're like worlds apart. Uh, it's like somebody like dumped a gallon of gray into a, a like five gallons of blue granite metallic and they're like, all right, cool. Wow. It's such a pretty color. And it's a one off, so I can't match it. Well, it's not that I can't match it, so it's gonna be really hard to match. So you're gonna get the 91 running. And once it is running, you're going to bring it to Champagne and drop it off at my brother's house and be like, hi, figure that out. <laughs> Dude, if I had the it. money to get that thing running, I could probably also afford to have your brother like fix the entire truck. Just be like, just uh, no hurry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. Once it is running, we got to get it fixed. Oh, yeah, it needs it needs a lot. Some things happened. It's just the door, right? And the rocker and the bedside. It's just all kinds of messed up, man. Is everything below the body, the bottom body line? Yeah, I think almost, I think. Okay. I think everything might be below the bottom body line. So you walk up to it, it's still a pretty truck, but it had an unfortunate mishap and might have fallen off a trailer a little bit. And uh, yeah, yeah some, some things happened. Shit happens sometimes, man. That's life. Yeah. <sighs> So, I mean, yeah, the good news is it's is it's most likely all below the body, the bottom body line, which means it can be taped and blended. That's true. It'll be That's fine. True. It'll be fine. Scott can match that color, especially if you just drop it off and say, hey, figure that out and then fix it. And he'll be like, I can do that. You know, I would love to so, do that. <laughs> it'll be worth it over time. It doesn't have to be done today, but once you get the engine in and get it running correctly and you can drive it, then we can play that ball, that play that game. Yeah. That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. And by that time, hopefully money will be easier. We'll go with that. All right. Let's hope. Let's hope. Okay. Is that all your vehicles? Uh, I have a 74 Honda CB 360. That's like a, that. I just haven't gotten rid of it. I, I can't quite bring myself well, to a bunch the, of people have tried to buy it from me. That's it's very the, cool. The fucking Bob bobber. Yeah, it's a bobber. It's a okay. it's hard tailed. It sits like an inch off the ground. It's got a white wall tire. It's like just a very rat bike. Um, I drove it 
for a little while, and eventually one of the cylinders lost all its compression, and the charging system stopped working, and the entire thing needs rewired, like, incredibly, incredibly bad. Like, it's begging for so much attention. And the problem is, I don't really care about motorcycles, so I have no motivation to get it done, and so I just moved it with me, and it just sits in the corner and gathers dust. Now, I don't think there are any photos of that thing out there, but I guess I could take one sometime. Yeah, yeah, that one. There's not a lot of photos of that one because it hasn't moved in so long. Yeah, well, like it I hasn't moved. moved under its own power in so long. <laughs> not under its own power, right? If it ran to right now, would you ride it at all this year? I don't know, man. Now that I have a kid, I, motorcycles make me nervous, and that motorcycle oh, really? just in and of itself makes me nervous. <laughs> do just, we need just, to make a... Do we need to, like, just hang it on the wall? Man, that'd be kind of cool. Do you just want to keep it and just hang it on the wall? Yeah, just hang it on the wall. We do that. Shane really wants it. I don't know why. There's no way his big Ooh. ass could ride it. <laughs> like, a, like a fucking monkey fucking a football. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely ride it, and I'm I'm not like very tall. So small. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's all your vehicles. Oh my god, we still have things to get through. Let's let's hurry this up. Um, what's your favorite thing to do off road? My favorite thing to do off road is make it up. Make make it up. Make it up. Not make it up like I'm making like a story up. Is to yeah. like when you're when you're doing make an obstacle, making it up the obstacle is my favorite thing. Now, if I'm being honest, my favorite thing about off roading in general is when we all get together and drink beer and talk about it afterwards. Hands down, that's my favorite. But when I'm, yeah. if I have to say what I'm actually off-roading, my favorite thing is making it up the obstacle. Actually, once I'm up, I'm usually so happy I don't even care. Like, I'm happy to just sit there and watch everyone else do it or spot yep. or whatever. I just want to make it up. My least favorite thing off- to do off-road is being the trail plug. When I'm stuck and it's harder to get me unstuck, I'm usually pretty mad about it. <laughs> And I know that like I shouldn't be because when it's not me and I'm always like happy to help and everyone else is always happy to help. But if I'm like holding everybody up, that always pisses me off. The, um, that's interesting. Yeah. I will let you know that if you are a trail, quote unquote, trail plug, um, that you are not bothering me at all because because when you get stuck. I get to do my favorite thing off road. Just talk, which is talk. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're wheeling with Steve and you become a trail plug, just know that even though you might be annoying other people, fuck them. And Steve's happy. Okay. Steve gets to stand around and BS like he wants to. That's it, man. Just just want to stand around with my friends and fucking shoot the breeze while we're out in the fucking woods. Yeah. Um, would you say that you are a redneck? through and through <laughs> <laughs> love that <laughs> let's go another one. Oh, baby sorry okay hey i just want to retract my previous statement okay. i don't actually think we're in that just just i don't feel like you fit the category real tight i don't i mean even though i'm sitting here redneck tendencies redneck tendencies that is yeah, hilarious you know like when you decide to wear a uh American flag to fuck was it a romper romper yeah American flag and romper fucking obliterated <laughs> at 4th of July and then try to murder yourself with fireworks yeah that's a redneck tendency <laughs> I will not deny that I have redneck tendencies <laughs> you can take Mike out of the redneck but you can't take the redneck out of Mike 
Man, as much as we try, it's it's stolen can, there. Hey, listen, I don't care. You can put a redneck in a half million dollar house; it doesn't change shit. Nope. There's just gonna yeah. be there's just gonna be monster truck in the driveway. Like that's it's just, all. It just happens. It's just part of the game. There's gonna be shenanigans that will happen. Um, what can you do? Honestly, if you want my opinion, I feel like you're the perfect rounded version of what would of like of what you could be like yes you got redneck tendencies so you're not like up on a pedestal like on your high horse like that like sometimes you like you'll soapbox out a little bit but like it's not like you're like highfalutin you're not like i got a half million dollar house and i live in a fucking nice ass fucking neighborhood out in the middle of nowhere where nobody can live unless they're fucking cool as shit you know, and my and my wife is a PhD. Like you, you're not like that. That's true. You know? Yeah, you're like I, like, I like drinking beer. I like going off road, and I'm a mechanic. Now I'm the highest level of mechanic, but still, I'm a mechanic. <laughs> so yeah, I, don't, I don't like to quote or brag or anything like that. It's, it's not me. Yeah, yeah. That's why I like Mike. Um. Okay. And last but not least on this topic, and then we'll scoot on through the rest of this podcast real quick and shoot on to the Patreon because it's getting late. It's already 10 o'clock at Mike's in Mike land. Um, what is your favorite thing about me? See, that's not fair because I wasn't supposed to be interviewed by you. And I told oh. you when I when you interviewed me that I wasn't going to tell you. I said, you'll oh. never find out. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucked. Derek got sick and you're fucked. Okay. Do, I will, do you want to know? <laughs> he takes his headphones off like I'm not going to be able to hear <laughs> my headphones off and then put them together so I couldn't hear anything oh my god what's funny is you said that after I just got done saying that what oh about the headphones <laughs> exactly thing? what I just said yeah. exactly what you just said about the headphones I'm like he took his headphones well, off and Steve's like oh I took my headphones off proof that I could not hear anything okay anyway no, my favorite you know, thing. Tell me, is, tell me, what's your favorite thing about who was going to interview? Was it Mike or was it Kyle or was it Derek or Kyle? Kyle was going to interview me. Okay. Do you want to tell me your favorite thing about Kyle or do you want to tell me your favorite thing about me? Uh, make it too sweet. I'll drive an hour and a half to come rub on you. Okay. <laughs> it's not even the Patreon yet. Damn. How much whiskey <laughs> did you pour in there? <laughs> not enough. I am nowhere near where I was this time last podcast. So my favorite thing about Steve is how much he loves people. Mm. But that's also often one of my pet peeves about Steve is Steve loves people so much that he'll never stop talking to them. And then he ends up being an hour and a half late to things. That's a fact. So what I love about you is also what I hate about you. Oh, no, no wild. (laughs) It's a love hate. (laughs) <laughs> fucking steve man tell you what steve loves people too much i'm gonna get a sticker for my truck uh <laughs> because i saw it on Derek's truck not Derek lacini my buddy Derek. he has a truck on a sticker on his peterbilt and it says always late but worth the wait that's funny i need i also need that sticker that's pretty funny you should have those paint there's <laughs> yeah. just one that's just one for you not everybody needs yeah. that always yeah, late but worth the wait no always i like that that's the wait um, it's true it is worth never, the wait you know, Steve. people like people will be like never late or whatever they'll have like stickers that say like never wait never late no always late <laughs> oh, 
always always late. If I'm not late, there's I was either already there or I don't know. Um, Something's wrong if Steve is on time. It's really a part of my ADHD. I always think that I can get more done. Like I like I don't know. It's fucking weird. Anyway. Okay. So that's your favorite thing about me is that you that I love people. Yeah. Yeah. I love how much you love people. Your most favorite is your least favorite. Love that. I mean, it's not necessarily what makes you late to things, so I shouldn't say that it's my least favorite, but I think that often sometimes it can uh, be. Yeah. 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 I will stay and talk to people. Well, okay. For instance, let me give you a, a very good, for instance, I'm on my way home from us drinking beer the other day. Okay. And I tell Jess, Hey, I'm on my way home. Should be home about it time, whatever. And, uh, as I'm rolling home, I message Josh Anderson and I'm like, you at home? And he's like, yep. And I'm like, cool. I'm gonna drive right by your house. He's like, swing in. Cool. So I stopped by and talked to Josh for like a half hour and did not communicate that to the wife until post trip. Uh, mm-hmm, and I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. stopped at Josh's for a half hour back on the road now. And she's like, that would have been nice to know. I'm like, yes. Yeah, so. Yes, nope. the thing that you love about me is that I love people, and the thing that makes me late all the time, a lot of the time, is that I like people. Love people. Yes, I love people. I do. I really like the people I love. I love, and I will. In time, becomes non-existent when I am around those people. It's the best. Unfortunately, I will hurt other people I love because of that. Damn. Deep. All right, drunk Steve is here. All right, cool. So is that the last thing? All right, let me scroll up here. Okay, we did the topic. We don't have time to bullshit. We did oh. that during the topic. Uh, terrible solutions. Boom, got that out of the way. Hey, let's wrap this fucker up. You ready? I believe so. That's all we got left. All we got to do is shout out the partners. Now we've already yeah. shouted out. What do you want to say? Oh no, nothing. I'm good. Perfect. We have already shouted out toolboxwidget.com but if you want to go there and check out what they have to offer i recommend that you do so they're coming out with new shit all the time so go check them out toolboxwidget.com those are some cool ass people go like them on the socials so that their cool stuff will come through go check them out on instagram um so davy one of the one of the owners she posts some funny stuff and like i enjoyed their ads that they put out so go check them out um check out I'm going to do this kind of, I'm going to mix it up. Okay. Everybody, we always do complete off-road first. I love you guys. I love you, Rich. I love you, Chris. Not today. Not today. Today, Summershine Supply has brought you this podcast. Okay. So if you're looking to clean your rig up, it's spring. The weather is starting to turn. Obviously, today's a little cooler than yesterday. Yesterday was quite beautiful here in the Midwest. So unless you're in like over in Pennsylvania... Um, it's probably chilly. It got windy last night and the cold weather came back in, but, uh, spring is coming. And if you're looking to get your ride cleaned up, go check out <laughs> my website, summershinesupply.com. We've got all kinds of stuff. Uh, obviously our main gig is polishing, but we do have a bunch of detailing, uh, products. You can check out the pro bundle, which is $99 and it has everything we offer in our liquid products. We've got two metal polishes. We've got an all purpose cleaner, a good soap wash and wax we've got a tire dressing that is water-based so you can use it on both your tires and your interior and then 
a razzle dazzle ceramic, which is a super hydrophobic paint sealant that you can do. Wax is dead. Literally, it says that on my. Oh no, shit. Wait, no, it's not there either. I don't know where it's at. It's somewhere on my shirt. Anyway, um, wax is dead. Move to razzle dazzle, and is that it? It's all purpose cleaner. Yeah, razzle dazzle, tire drip, relentless APC, missed a spot, and uh and strictly metal polish and good soap and that's it that's all six okay listen go get the pro bundle it's 99 dollars. it'll do everything you need to do is that a good ad uh, sounds like it did they get through is okay sure right, cool check out complete offroad.com or give them a call at 563-583-5363 chris rich Sue, someone will answer the phone and they'll get you taken care of on whatever you're looking for for your off-road rig. They are a full service shop as well as an online retailer uh, with access to Yukon and many other distributors. So if you're looking for some products, go check them out. Check out offroadanonymous.com or Jacob as Beer Mike likes to refer to him as. Signature series. Signature series. They have got uh, fabricated parts. They are a steel fabrication what do you i'm not sure what you even call jacob but they make all kinds of cool stuff just cool stuff man yeah they got trusses they've got uh fabrication tabs and brackets they've got organizational stuff for your garage so go check them out at offroadanonymous.com if you're looking for recovery gear specifically synthetic recovery gear check out crawler off-road we're gonna have them on here soon i promise you that uh, we're already in talks about getting them on the epi- on the podcast, so that's going to be an episode coming in the very near future where we're going to talk to them about their revamp and what they've got coming in 2024. If you need synthetic recovery gear, go check out crawleroffroad.com. Check out Morflate if you need inflation or deflation stuff. I do these days. I don't know what's going on with the Jeep, but both driver's side tires keep going low, and I just hook up my Morflate and hook up my compressor, fire the Jeep up, and get everything reinflated back to the same pressure. I don't know why my tires keep going down, but it's getting annoying. What you look at, Mike? I was just remembering that I had a fun fact about my solid axle swap that I never mentioned. But nice. we can talk We're about it on the Patreon. Any last thoughts? Okay, keep it in mind. All right, so that is Morflate. Go check out their, uh, their website at M-O-R-R-F-L-A-T-E.com. And go check out Rad Designs. See what Rory's up to. I don't know. He was doing something interesting on the internet the other day. So maybe you should go see what that was about. And is there anybody else we had, we forgot to mention? Nobody? Uh, did you get more flight? More flight? Check. Did, you did? I didn't even hear it. I must have been distracted. <laughs> got Crawler. Crawler? Yeah, toolbox, right. which, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. You're, 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 I right. everybody. Okay, you did uh, it. Fuck backwards. Hey, uh, go check out our partner companies if you're looking for any of those things because they support us and you should support them. And they're all good people. I don't support people that aren't good people. If they're a shitty company, I'm not going to support them. So just keep that in mind. Uh, Mike, any last words? I really any need to plan ahead. Practice. I really uh, need to plan ahead for last words because I never think of last words. Well, I have to like well, pull something out of my ass at the last second. I was thinking more like any fun facts about solid axle swap. Uh, I solid axle swapped my truck and drove it out of my shop in June of 2014. 
not even five months later, I rolled my truck for the first time. <laughs> oh, so, really? Yeah. 11 November of 2014 rolled truck. It says June 2014 drove it out of shop. <laughs> November rolled truck. Like, I'm like, wow, it really didn't take me any time at all to fuck that up. That's crazy. I didn't. That's I, 10 years ago. Yeah. 2014. Yeah. Yeah. 10 years ago. I rolled inside. Yeah. That's wild. Yep. Why does that not feel like that long ago? I don't know, but that's the date that's on the photo. Like if you me standing next to it. Ago, like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Speaking of which, we gotta use, we're going to use that photo for the, for the main for sure. Oh, I love I found that. It. Yeah, it'd be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all we got for episode 205. Appreciate you guys sticking around. I hope you'll go check out the Patreon. If you're not currently a Patreon, go check it out at patreon.com forward slash total offered podcast. That is where you can go check out the Patreon. You can sign up. I don't remember what the minimum buy-in is, but it's worth it. Believe me, it is. There is hundreds of hours of episodes in there now. And uh, also, I will add you into the Patreon group. So uh, on Facebook, the Facebook Messenger chat, which is a super good place to find cool people to hang out with and chat about off-road things. And that's all I know. That's all I got. Mike, you got anything else you need to add? I don't think so, man. I think Good. it's time to it's time to move on over. We're going to the Patreon. Thanks, guys. And we'll catch you on the trail. Later. I guess I should stop the thing, huh? Yeah, I'm probably uh, stop the thing. I don't know. Yeah, here I gotta figure out how to stop the thing. Come stop the thing. Here it goes.